this podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Let me update you on a few things. We've been having you pray. Listen, if you've been fasting and praying, don't give up. Listen, here's, here's the good news. You're almost halfway through. What's the bad news? Well, you got another half to go, but that's still good. It's all right. It's a good thing. I'm telling you, it's, it's been a wonderful stretch for me and run. I can tell you this, and you'll hear more about it on Sunday. Guys, my prayer is for my own life and for this church that there is more of a convicting power in this church than ever before. More of a conviction in my life. That's the only way we grow. And I said conviction. I didn't say condemnation. I said conviction. Amen? Get a hold of that. Be, be praying. David Burns' wife, Cindy, had a skiing accident the other day. She's gone through surgery. She broke an ankle, so we pray blessings over her. Uh, many of you are having things coming up. Let's just keep praying for one another. I can tell you this, that my wife last night, her and Jimmy, got to go up to the hospital and pray specifically with the, the two kids and their parents that were shot in Roswell yesterday. They're all from believing families, so, man, let's just keep praying for them. The girl has already been... Uh, Move to, to satisfactory, and the boy's doing well. They're going to make it. Guys, we got to pray. we got to pray, all right? And you know, a lot of times people look and say, I don't know why, why this is happening. Can I tell you why it's happening? When you start kicking God out of your schools and stuff, you might as well get ready. All hell's going to break loose. But that doesn't mean we can't pray. We've got to continue to pray and believe God, and that's why it's important that you get your kids and your teenagers to church. Get them to church. Don't give them a choice. Man, if they live under your roof, you grab them by their little blessed assurance and say, get your rear to church. This is what we do as believers. And I don't say that ugly, guys. I've been serving God now over 30 years of my life. I can tell you that the vast majority of my life in these last 30 plus years, I've been in church on Sundays and Wednesday nights long before I was a pastor. And I never would allow my kids to stay home unless they were sick and they had evidence of being sick. In other words, they weren't just going to fake. You're going to church. Daddy, I don't think you're going to church. We're going to church. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. Go with me. You've got your Bible to the book of Philemon or Philemon, however you want to pronounce it. You say, where's that? We're going to go to Timothy, the Thessalonians. Then you'll go to a little book called Titus. Then Philemon It's just one chapter. Now, we're going to talk about boldness tonight. Talked about it a little bit last week. Boldness is a byproduct of following Jesus and knowing Jesus. If you know Jesus and you follow Jesus, there's going to be a boldness upon your life. Remember the word boldness meant courage and confident. That's part of what happens. But if I'm not following Jesus and I don't know Jesus, the opposite is true, which isn't good. If there's not a boldness in your life, you need to start drawing closer to God. Get in there and get in your word. And learn to pray and learn to fellowship with the Father. And maybe we just ought to entitle this a bold wake-up call. Because I believe this is what the Lord wants us to do. Philemon, verse 24, or verse 21. Having confidence in your obedience. Now, once again, boldness is a confidence, guys. And he tells us right here, Having confidence in your obedience. Having confidence when I believe the Word of God. Having confidence when the Holy Spirit speaks to me. 
when he speaks to you to just say, man, I'm going to step out. I'm going to step out and begin to honor him. He goes on to say, having confidence in your obedience, I write to you knowing that you will do even more than I say. I believe that for every one of you, that when the boldness that comes from the word of God comes upon, you're going to even do more. You're going to really start stepping out there. And we need to have boldness. And boldness isn't just a matter of just going through the motions. And boldness isn't just doing the right thing. That's legalism. You know what boldness is? True obedience with boldness involves my heart that says, you know what? I want to obey God. I don't have to obey God because of a bunch of rules and regulations. I want to obey God because anytime you obey God, you are lining yourself up to be in God's will and God's play. Let there be an overflow in your heart, a passion to obey Him. Turn over a couple books to your right to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. You know, uh, the, the prophecy that the Lord spoke through me for this year, one of the, the things that really still stands out to me is the part that says, cherish obedience. Cherish obedience. I mean, cherish it. It's almost like he's saying, fall in love with the opportunity to obey me. And just watch what God will begin to do. 1 Peter chapter number 1, verse 22. He says here, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. That's interesting right there. Listen to what the message says. Now that you have cleaned up your lives by following the truth. The Amplified says, since by your obedience to the truth. Now did you see what it said? It would purify your souls. Just when I start obeying the word of God, something starts happening on the inside of me. There becomes a change. And sometimes we're not even aware of the change for a period of time. But before long, you know what? People will begin to look at you and say, you act different. You talk different. You're not the same person. And this is what happens when I begin to apply the word of God to my life. So he goes on to say, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's there to help us to, to walk out obedience in sincere love, of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. So you know what this goes on to say here? That obedience, bold obedience, is rooted in love. And when I start following bold obedience, it's going to change me even where I have a love for people. I don't know about you, but before I got born again, I could care less about people. I didn't love people. You know why? Because I lived in a, a world that was all about me, 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 me. But once I got born again, something started happening. Now, any relation, guys, it's about two things. Communication and cooperation. This is how God works with us. He speaks to us by His Spirit, or He speaks to us by His Word. And He desires for us to then respond. The way we respond is the way we cooperate with Him. And you either respond to God by obeying, or disobeying. For every one of us in here. This is what begins to happen with each one of us. Keep reading with me. Having been born again. Not of corruptible seed. But incorruptible. Through the word of God. Which lives and abides forever. Now he's talking here. The seed that has produced new life in us. Is the word of God. How many got born again? 
Every one of us in here that are, we look and we think, I begin to hear the Word of God. I begin to hear the truth of the Word of God, and guess what? I responded to it. That's the, the, the things that the Word of God will do. That's how it is in every area of my life. When you read the Word of God, man, begin to obey it. Verse 24. Because all flesh is of grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now you can go to the bank on that, guys. I'm going to tell you, what you read in your Bible today, you pick it up tomorrow and read it, it'll read the same. You pick it up and read it next year, it'll read the same. Ten years, the word of God will never change. God says it's forever settled in heaven. And this is one of the, the secrets of the word of God. That's why I can stand on it. It never changes. God never changes. But we must get this in here, get this in our heart. Now, I want to give you some illustrations about how bold, bold obedience looks to, to people. Go with me to the book of Acts, chapter 5. Acts, chapter 5, and we were in Acts last week quite a bit. When you study the, the apostles' life, they were persecuted, and they were imprisoned for being bold. They had a confidence in them, a boldness about them, that they would not back off. And remember, I said that the boldness isn't an arrogance. The boldness isn't a better than thou. The boldness is just the, the, the confidence and the courage I have to say, you know what, I believe this book above anything else. I don't care what man says. I'm going to believe this book. Acts chapter 5, verse 17. Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation or jealousy. And they laid their hands on the apostles. Now, this wasn't a laying of hands of impartation. They laid their hands upon the apostles and put them in common prison. So this type of laying on hands was they grabbed them by the collar and they slung them into jail. Not a good thing. Verse 19. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out, and he said, Go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. Now, just think here for a minute. If you were in jail, and you're sitting there, and all of a sudden the door of the jail opens up, and there's this angel standing there. That'd get my attention real quick. Real quick. But then this angel says to you, I want you to go stand in the temple and begin to preach the word of God. Now, I believe Peter and John probably looked at each other and said, Now, wait just a minute, Mr. Angel. Do you realize what's happened to us every time we've started preaching in the name of Jesus here? Every time we do this, we get in trouble. There's consequences for bold obedience. Now, I'm going to make a couple points that I saw the other day when I read this. Point number one is this. It's going to draw opposition. Anytime you stand up for the things of God, it's going to draw opposition. Don't back down. Don't let that, that scare you right now, okay? It's going to draw opposition. And like Peter and John here, guys, they had already been arrested and thrown in jail, but they responded to what God asked, obediently, to preach and to teach. Now, guess what happened to them ultimately? They got thrown into jail again. Again. But obedience isn't a down payment on, on God's reward program. Obedience doesn't get you double points with God. 
Obedience doesn't give you elite goal-mile status because you're a frequent obeyer. None of that, okay? Obedience isn't entitlement. See, a lot of times I think we look at the things of God almost like God's Santa Claus. And how does Santa Claus act? Well, I've been good this year. I've been a good little boy, so this is what I want. That's not what obedience is for, guys. Obedience is just to say, I live by the things of God, and I'm going to trust God that God's going to do what I need to do. Now, when you read this stuff, bold obedience isn't for wimps. If you were to go to to the Faith Hall of Fame, Hebrews 11, I encourage you to read that chapter, especially the last parts. It said they were in prison. They were beheaded. They were sawn into two. I mean, I read over and over and over what happened to the men and women in that chapter for living with bold obedience. I think, guys, we just got to begin to get prepared more and more and more and more because as the times go on, when you stand up for the name of Jesus, opposition is going to come. And that's where that bold confidence that, that I'm not moved by any of this. Even when you begin to go to church, you're going to be, you're going to be opposed. You may have friends that you tell them, you know what, I'm going to go to church on a Sunday morning, and they'll oppose you and say, well, let's go to the lake. Let's go play golf. And you really want to twist them? Tell them you go to church on Wednesday night. You go to church on Wednesday night? Why? Why? Because I look and I, I begin to see this, that when we, we begin to look and say, I want to worship God. I worship God that it's more important than going to the lake. To worship God is more important than sports. You're going to make a stand, guys. I'm going to tell you right now, and you're going to get opposed. There's going to be opposition. Anytime you live by the Word of God, you live by faith, you're going to be opposed. You know, when we started this church 13 years ago, I thought people would be thrilled. Christians. It was some of the biggest opposition we ever faced. Do you know how many churches are in Lubbock? There's a church on every corner. What are you going there for? Who do you think you are? We quit our jobs. And I've been with a utility company over 18 years. And when I quit, I, guys, there was opposition. You're going downhill. You can coast the rest of your life. You step out and you begin to trust God. There will be opposition. But man, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to live with the bold confidence in this word. And even when God moves on my heart, understand this. Where God leads, God feeds. And where God guides, God provides. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. Now, go back with me to verse 19. I want to show you the second thing that happens with bold obedience. The writer of Acts here is the apostle Luke. And Luke was a physician. So in verse 19, he reads it this way. And he says, But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out. It was real real calm. It was no dramatic spin. It was no nonsense. It was just a matter of fact. And when I looked at this, when people live for God with a bold obedience, God will show up in supernatural ways. He will always show up supernaturally, just like these guys. Now, if I would have been the writer of the story, I wouldn't have been so calm. I would have said, you know, that this big angel showed up, this big, 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 big 
big angel with a big, big sword. And he was, I mean, I'm telling you, I can only imagine seeing these angels. It, it would have excited me. But the point is right here that I believe Luke is making when, when he talks about this is this is what God does with bold obedience. It wasn't a shock to Luke. It shouldn't be a shock to me and you when God shows up this way. And we have to praise the Lord. Thank God. Thank God. The third one. Hold your place right there where we're at and go with me to Psalm 119. I want you to see this one, and then we'll talk here about the, the third one as we're going there. The 119th Psalm, very long chapter. Psalm 119, 105 is where I'm going to read that. Bold obedience, here's the third one, always has and always will require great faith. With every prompting of the Holy Spirit and with every verse or scripture, it will take great faith to step out. I'm going to tell you to serve God, you're going to have to step out by faith. If you've ever tithed before, I'm going to tell you, the first time you started doing it, your little head twists. I mean, it'll go in circles. How many of you have ever stood on the Word of God there on Mark 11, 23? To begin to speak to the mountains in, in, in our lives, like Mark 11, 23 says, it takes great faith. To call those things that be not as though they are, according to Romans 4, 17, it takes great faith. Where you just begin to stand and you say, I'm going to live by faith. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. Listen to Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet. It is a guide. It will assist you in life's most common and practical areas, circumstances. The word of God is a lamp unto my feet. Now think about just what he said there. A lamp unto my feet. When you start talking about your feet, think about this. Step by step by step by step. Every step you begin to step out and believe God, it's going to take great faith. But when I begin to step out by faith each day, and it's based on the Word of God, look what ultimately happens. And it will be a light to my path. The Word of God will illuminate my path. The Word of God will begin to lead me and guide me. And when you look at this this way, let God's Word guide you. Let it teach you. Let it, let it speak into your life. Let it instruct you. Let it confirm. But don't ever move without the Word of God. Don't ever. And when you begin to get the Word of God, then say, Father God, I thank you. I'm going to take a step of faith. I'm going to take a step of faith. And every time you obey the Word of God, you're taking a step of faith. But don't back off. Back to, to Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, where we were. Pick up with me in verse 21. And when they heard that they had entered the temple early in the morning and taught, but the high priest and those with him came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. Now what I want you to see here, guys, is back at the first part of verse 21. And when they had heard, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. The point I want to make there is back in verse 19, it said that angel showed up to him during the night. He gave him instructions to do and said, go preach the word in the temple. The very next morning, you know what they did? They obeyed. You know what this tells me they didn't do? They didn't delay. They obeyed quickly. Now this shows me some things. It didn't say that, that Peter and John looked and said, you know what, we ought to pray about this. That's what a lot of us Christians do. You know, all that is is an excuse. 
It didn't say, hey, let's go get a bite to eat at IHOP and then we'll decide. No, you know what they did? They went and obeyed immediately. Now think about this just for a second here. True obedience is total obedience and it is timely. Partial disobedience is disobedience, or delayed obedience is par- uh, disobedience. Partial obedience is still disobedience. Even in little areas or big areas, one of the greatest things we can learn to do is learn to start obeying in little things. Song of Solomon says it's those little foxes that spoil the vine. It's those little things. What would happen if God put something little on my heart tonight or tomorrow? And I said, I'm going to obey it. It's the little things. I believe that's the, they're the spices of life. Okay? Keep reading with me here. Verse 22, but when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported, saying, Indeed, we found the prison shut securely, and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. They pulled a Houdini on them, I guess, they thought. Now, when the high priest, the captain of the temple, and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, saying, Look! The men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. And when they brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you not to teach in his name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. Now that's got to be our heart right there. That we answer to a higher authority. My life is not based on what looks right or feels right or seems right. My life is based on this book right here. Not logic, not human perspective. But I believe this, guys, when we obey God boldly is when we trust Him completely. When I obey Him, but there's a trust in me that I know. And understand this, guys, it's going to go against common logic. It's going to go against other people's standards. And you're probably going to have people look at you and think, you're crazy. You're crazy. You think something's going to happen when you lay hands on the sick? You think something's going to happen when you live for God and you honor for God? I do. And it's all based on the Word of God. And it's the same for every one of us. Now I want you to take this thought with you. Bold obedience is when I completely trust Him. If you don't completely trust Him in an area of your life, there won't be a boldness there. None. But when you start stepping out, there's going to be a boldness. You're saying, you know what? I can do this because I know what the Word said. This is what the Bible said. Now, people can call me old-fashioned or whatever, guys, but I still believe in the Word of God. I still believe God heals. I still believe in miracles. I still believe that prayer changes things. I still believe that, that when, when the body of Christ comes together, like right here in your church, there's a corporate anointing. The Bible says one will put 10,000 to flee, two will put 10,000. Something happens when we unite. And I believe America needs to unite right now. 
And I believe the church needs to come back together. And we need to start fighting. And we need to start speaking with a bold confidence and a bold obedience. This is what the Word of God says. And I realize every time I do that, I'm probably going to tick somebody off. But I'm not going to back off. I'm not going to back off, guys. There's so many issues in our nation right now. So many issues that are going on right now. All I'll tell people, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Man, guys, I've had them leave here lately on, on stuff I've said, and all it was based on the truth. And there, there was one week at the end of December here, like, guys, I was struggling. I was struggling in life, man, just whack, whack, getting whacked, getting whacked, getting whacked. And the Lord spoke to my heart, and he said, you keep preaching the word. You, I could hear him just that clearly. And I thought, Father God, that's all I know. That's all I'm going to do. And one Sunday morning, I was standing right here, and one right after another of the older people in our church. You define that, okay? I'm not going to say how old that was. But it amazed me. They would look at me and say, keep preaching the word, Pastor. Keep preaching the word. And every time they would say it, it was just all like God was reconfirming in me. Just keep preaching. Keep preaching the word. Keep preaching the word. So what am I telling you? If you're going to come to the word, or you're going to come to this church, you're going to get the word of God. You'll get the word of God. And anytime people say, you said that, I said, no, 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 wait a minute. I'm not smart enough. I didn't say that. The B-I-B-L-E said that. God said it. God said, I'm just his messenger, boy, and I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay? And sometimes when we tell the truth, the word of God begins to convict you. Pastor can't convict anybody. But the Word of God will convict you. And when the Word of God starts convicting you, understand God's wanting you to make some changes in your life. And when you start making some changes in your life, there's going to be a bold confidence in you. There's going to be something that begins to happen. When you look at the little waitress at the table and you say to her, can I pray for you? Yeah, go ahead. Right here in the rest, yeah. Can I lay hands on you? And they say this happens numerous times when there's a bold confidence. Stand up with me and I'm going to get you out of here. We've got to keep believing God, guys. We've got to start just, just cherishing obedience. Now, this is your homework assignment for the week. When God begins to deal with your heart, even on little things, even if it's a little bitty lie at work, were you on time? Well, I was just one minute late. Well, you weren't on time then. Just go ahead and tell the truth. Instead of exaggerating about something. Just think about all the things throughout the day. And I believe if you'll ask the Holy Spirit to start helping you, I believe he'll be begin to purify you with the Word of God. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.